Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to be with you. Uh, have you ever noticed that it's good to give? I, I mean, if you haven't noticed that uh, it's good to give, well, we're going to give you four weeks of an opportunity to figure it out. Uh, there is a gift of giving. Uh, to this morning, over the next several weeks, we're just going to delve into this whole idea of, of making giving a gift from the Lord. Now, quite frankly, in order to make gift giving a gift from the Lord, we have to enter our giving with the right motive. Uh, we have to enter why it is that we give for the right reasons. We have to have the right cause. We have to have the right source. There has to be uh, something in us, some internal workings of our heart and our life, uh, that if when we give, it's going to be a gift, we have to come to it with the right kind of motive. Uh, you know, there has to be the right kind of motive behind our money. Otherwise, when we give, it won't be a gift. Uh, this morning, there is this church that we're going to look at. Uh, Paul knew something about this church, and um, they had the right kind of motive behind their money. Uh, they had come through this uh, circumstance. Uh, Paul's going to tell us that uh, they, they had undergone severe trial. Whatever that trial may have been, we're not exactly sure, uh, but they may have uh, had to undergo some sort of persecution because they knew Jesus. Uh, not only were they enthused about Jesus, they were followers of Jesus, and they were willing, quite literally, uh, to put their money where their life was. And so they gave, and they understood the gift of giving, uh, and they understood it because they gave with the right kind of motive. Their why was answered in the right way. Uh, their internal workings of, of why in the world they would give in the first place, their cause was all set in motion and they were giving in such a way that it was a gift to them. This morning, I, I want to look at our motive. I want to look with you about why it is that we give. And I want to look and evaluate uh, some of the faulty motives that sometimes we might use uh, as reasons why we give. And I also want to look at a freeing motive uh, that really says, hey, how is it that, that gift giving can become a gift to us well, there is a freeing motive. So I'm going to look with you at some faulty motives. I'm going to look with you at some freeing motives. And then I'm going to send you home with some homework. My other job is a professor, so I just figured might as well just get you all into the finals season and send you home with some homework. That if you will engage in this kind of homework, you might even find your way to a freeing motive and you might find that you're able to make giving a gift. You see, our motive behind our money matters. Our motive behind our money really does 
matter how it is that we give, the internal workings, the cause, the reason, the source, our why behind our giving really does matter. Notice what Paul's going to say about a church in Macedonia. Go to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 8 with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. Paul really begins to say, hey, the motive behind our money does matter. 2 Corinthians chapter 8. If you're in a pew Bible, reach out and grab one. Page 806. Page 806. Paul writes to the Corinthian church, and now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Out of the most severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely on their own, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the saints. And They not, did not do as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then to us in keeping with God's will. And so we urged Titus, since he had earlier made a beginning, to bring also to completion the act of grace on your part. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. There are some freeing motives, but there are some faulty motives. Let me begin with the faulty motives behind uh, how it is that we sometimes want to give. It's probably the number one faulty motive that I can think of. It's the number one faulty motive noted in a number of books uh, on this very topic. I can almost guarantee that every one of us in this room at some point or another has probably exercised this faulty motive behind our giving, and that is guilt. Now, there are a couple of kinds of giving that happen really surrounding guilt. Sometimes it happens because of something that we don't have. Sometimes we give out of guilty motive because of something that we don't have. Have you been there before? Oftentimes, I'm a preacher, right? Sometimes I'll be on vacation and I'll go to a church somewhere else in the country and I'll sit in a pew. And uh, uh, on Sunday morning, the plate is passed. And, and somehow, some way, I'll feel guilty for not putting something in the plate. As if somehow the, the Lord God Almighty is staring down at me in that moment, trying to get me to, to pull out of my wallet a couple bucks just to appease the rest of the people in the pew so that they know that this guy gave something. That's called guilt. And this isn't the sort of giving that God wants us to be doing. Because later on, what that kind of giving is going to lead to is all sorts of bitterness to God in regards to my giving. 
And let me tell you, if you have been giving uh, just because you feel like uh, if not giving is going to lead to some level of embarrassment because you, you have allowed the tray to pass in front of you, then would you stop it, please? I would much rather, the Lord would much rather that you allow that tray to pass in front of you than you to give out of guilt. This is not a good reason to give. It shouldn't be your why. If you have made an exercise of giving out of guilt, I'm asking you, I think the Lord is pleading with you, stop. Let's find a different reason. Let's find a different motive. Because if you're giving out of guilt, giving will never be a gift. It will never be a gift. Now sometimes it's because we don't have. Now, sometimes it's because we recognize uh, that we do have something wrong with us. Now, maybe uh, it's, it's not because uh, of all the other people looking at us or a, a sense of, uh, of guilt that I just need to put something in the plate so that I, I don't feel embarrassed or something. But maybe it's because, maybe it's because you recognize something about your own life or your own heart. And you're wrestling with God and you're trying to say, oh man, I've done some bad stuff this week and I probably need to make up for that in a little bit. I, I watched something that I shouldn't have watched. I said something that I shouldn't have said. I, 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 I engaged with this person in a way that I shouldn't have engaged with that, this person. I watched that movie and I probably shouldn't have. And maybe there's something going through your mind even now. Like, oh, you know, I probably have this problem that I need to deal with. And so then as the, the tray passes by, you're like, hey, you know, I just I need to make up for that. I need to try and, and help, help, help out wherever I can, and this helps me feel better, and, and maybe God knows, you know, hey, I'm trying to make up for something. And so you dig out your wallet, you maybe write a check, and you lay something in the, in the tray as it passes by. And can I tell you, that God is not pleased with that kind of giving. God is not pleased with that kind of giving. That is giving based on guilt. Can I tell you that you cannot buy God off? He's got a whole lot more money than you do. In fact, God doesn't even need your money. He wants you. Now, the reality of it is, our giving may be a part of our own relationship with God. It might be a part of figuring out how it is that I become formed spiritually. It might be a part of my following God. But Jesus doesn't need your money. And he is not appeased by the five or ten or a hundred or a thousand dollars that you drop in the plate because you feel bad. You want to know the number one faulty motive for giving? It's guilt. Gang, let's not give because we feel guilty. That's not the kind of motive we ought to have when we come and give. In fact, that kind of giving will never, ever, everybody say ever, ever, it will never, ever, ever lead to gift or giving that acts like a gift. 
Giving will never be a gift if the motive behind our giving is out of guilt. Now, there's another faulty motive. There are many. I chose one more. Another faulty motive to giving is giving only when I see a need. Now, I know some of you are like, I give to lots of needs. And you know what? Giving to needs isn't all bad all the time. We can give to needs. It's when, it's when the need is the only reason that we give. When the entire motive behind our giving has to have a need attached to it. The idea is, is really that hopefully as a Christian, as a follower of Jesus, there would be something much deeper than simply a need that you could give to. That there would be a, a sense of trust in God, that there would be a sense of obedience in God, uh, that you could find that you could give even without a need. Now, I, I need to say, this church gives to a lot of needs. And we want to thank you. In fact, how many of you came to the Fall Family Fun Night on Tuesday? Tuesday? Many of you were there. What a glorious event. And I'm here to tell you that you provided for my child's needs. You see, at the end of the night, there were uh, these two giant boxes filled with candy. And at the, the, the count of ten, uh, they opened up and candy dropped out of the chute. And I came home with two giant buckets full of candy. So, thank you, Whiting Christian Church. You saw a need. We said, hey, we, we need some candy. And you responded. There's needs coming up. There's a great needs for opportunities for you to, to engage with uh, students, children in foster care who, who may need your help. There are needs all over the place. We're in a campaign right now to try and say, hey, can you help us raise some money uh, so that we can remodel an area of our facility to try and help meet our mission of helping people know and grow in relationship with God a little better. And we're doing that unashamedly. We are asking. We're putting the need before you. And so some of you are like, that doesn't sound like a faulty need to me. But can I tell you that if you need a need, if you are attaching your giving only to a need, then giving will never be a gift for you. It will always be an obligation or a sense of responsibility that I just have to give because a need is present. And it assumes that you actually know what the needs are. If your motive, if your why, if your cause is only a need, if it's only a need, if there's nothing deeper than the need itself, your giving will never be a gift. But there is a motive. There is a motive that is freeing. 
There is a motive that goes way beneath guilt and way beneath the need. And it begins really at the heart and the core of who we are as followers of Jesus. And that if we're willing to to exercise this motive, we might actually find that giving is a gift. Open back up to 2 Corinthians 8. He mentions it several times. Over and over again, he begins to recognize this word, recognize this place where this church who has sacrificially given, he comes back to it again and again. He says, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In fact, three times in the verses that were read for you, he's going to come back to this idea of grace. He ends ends this section by talking about grace in verse 9. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might be rich. Grace. In verse 7, he says, But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. I thought about this a lot this week. And I thought of this. You might want to write this down. Grace received is grace remembered. Grace received is grace remembered. You see, this church, uh, this church that, that Paul had visited, uh, they had heard the gospel of Jesus. They had been freed. Uh, their lives were radically different. And when they heard, when they heard that there was an offering, uh, they came to the apostles and they begged to be a part of it. They pleaded. They said, you're not going to do this without us. And they gave exceedingly. Even in the midst of a circumstance where their, or their finances were, were slim, where they had uh, experienced some level of persecution as a church, uh, they said, we are not going to be left out. And the reason, the motive behind their giving is just simply grace. They had this deep recognition of who it was that had saved them. Uh, they had been freed. They were looking over the course of their own lives and saying, Christ Himself graced me and I will not stand by. I will not stand by. I am going to be a partner in the ministry of God's grace. And so they gave. If you want to experience a kind of giving that is a gift, then you need to tap in to the kind of grace that God has extended to you. If you want to kind of know uh, 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 the gift and the right kind of motive to your giving, uh, then you need to tap into the reception of grace that God has bestowed on you. Grace 
received is grace remembered. We give. The freeing motive is that we give because of grace. We give because of grace. I've told my story a couple times, but I want to remind you who I am. I came from a broken home. I didn't meet my dad until I was 18 years old. That's in my past, and, and it's part of my present in many ways. I, I remember uh, growing up, and my mom especially uh, found that I should be in church. And so I grew up, and we went to church, and we went to Sunday school and did those kinds of things. And I remember at one time my mom even shipping me off to, uh, to church camp so that so that I could be a part of whatever was going on there. And I remember uh, it was at that church camp that I sensed for the first time, like, hey, maybe I should try and live for Jesus. And there was a guy, and he was super entertaining, and I, I remember uh, after his sermon, I, I, I went up and I thought, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I'm going to come up here because he said, if you want to follow Jesus, this is what you do. And so I thought, okay, if that's what you do to follow Jesus, then I want in. And so I remember coming up and people praying over me. And I remember like just trying to figure out all of what it meant. And I remember, you know, throughout my childhood, there was a time when I really wrestled with lying. And I remember part of that wrestling was, uh, was my church family kind of trying to say, hey, hey, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, this has got to be different. And, and as those moments grew, and as I grew, I, I kept coming back to one thing. God, you would take a nine-year-old boy, hyperactive, broken home, who's a desperate liar at times, and you would make him a preacher? Like, like you, you would allow me to receive your grace? And as broken as I am, and as messed up as I am, you would allow me to help lead your church? I give, but I give because of grace. Because when I go back in my own history and I look at all the things that I have done, wrong things, bad things, I remember that Jesus died for me. That, that He gave me His life and he took my death. It was just one page earlier uh, in 2 Corinthians, but it's right there at the end of chapter 5. Many of you know it. Uh, chapter 5, verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness 
of God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for Mike and for Sherry and for Corinne. Put your name there. So that in him, in Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. You want to experience giving in such a way that it's a gift for you? You have to remember grace. You've got to remember your own story with Jesus. And then uh, when you are able to receive that grace and remember it, There's nothing going to hold you back from when it comes time to give. You're going to go, I want to partner in the grace of God and the ministry of Christ, and you're not going to keep me away. So what is it that you need to do? What is it that you, you need to do when you take home? I promised a homework assignment, didn't I? Not this time, bud. (laughs) Here's your homework. I want each and every person in this room to connect with grace. I need you to connect with the grace that you have received so that you can remember it. So that your motive behind your giving is right. I I did this in college. It's super helpful. It's actually quite enlightening. I want you to take out a paper when you get home. And on the left-hand column of the paper, I want you to begin to name just events in your life. It can be good, bad. I want you to begin to just walk through the events in your life, highs and lows, and I want you to write them out. And in the right-hand column, I want you just to begin to say, this was where God was present. This is where God has been present. Because that's grace. I mentioned earlier to you that I didn't meet my dad until I was 18. I I had a stepdad, and and we can talk about that another time. You know, over the years, in the highs and the lows, God has always provided significant people to mentor me. All the time. As I fill that sheet out, and I notice uh, that in fifth grade, I was going through somewhat of a crisis, and, and I recognized that uh, I had had to move in the middle of the year, and I was the geeky kid, and I did weird stuff, and nobody knew me. And, and so I look back, and, and, and in my right-hand column, I write, God provided a church. And I got to go to that church, and, and we went regularly, and, and there was people there that loved me. 
And it was there, it was there in those moments that I would say my faith was solidified more than it ever had been before. And I look and I go, man, God was good and His grace was present. So your homework, write out the highs and lows, write out your experiences, and then will you, will you look in the right-hand column? And you might even be going through a tough one right now. And maybe it's an opportunity for this church to step into that pain, to step into that experience, and for you to know the grace of God. Gang, do you want to give like it's a gift? then let's give with the motive of grace because it's freeing. Are you, are you clear on your homework, everybody? All right, let's pray. Lord, I love you. And I want, I want to give because of grace. Lord, I pray that I can partner with the ministry of the church of Jesus Christ, recognizing at the depth of my life that you have given grace to me. Lord, you have provided mentors. And you have provided friends. You have provided your church. Lord, I pray that all of us could find areas in our life where your grace is present. And Lord, if we can't, allow Widing Christian Church to step into those places and strengthen that we would participate in the giving of grace. Lord, help our motives to be right. Help them not to be faulty, but freeing. And help our giving, Lord, to be a gift. Lord, we thank you for your great grace. And we pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, some of you are thinking, hey, I, I, I'm, not even, I'm not even on step one on the, the grace train. Let today be step one. Let today be a day where you can say, hey, my, my journey begins today. Grace is coming to visit. And if that's you, we want to invite you to talk to one of us, to, to just reach out. We want you to experience grace in a very similar way that we've experienced it. And right now, uh, for the rest of us, we are going to take up an offering. But, but here's my instruction. Don't give out of a faulty motive. Quite frankly, don't give out of any other motive other than grace today. Don't feel bad to let the tray pass if, if you have any other motive than because you have allowed God's grace to rest with you. Really. Because any other giving is not the kind of giving that honors God. So if that is you, it's okay. It's okay. Let it pass. And we'll figure out 
we'll figure out how we can begin to understand this reception of grace. So the trays are going to be passed. And you'll have a moment where you can go, okay, okay. Grace received, grace remembered. Many blessings. Gentlemen, you can come forward.